0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Maybe Next Year, a podcast that will blow the doors off of your preseason. My name is Frank. I'm Scott.
1: I'm Paul. And I'm ready are, to blow the doors yeah. off your preseason.
0: <laughs> just just explode all over the preseason, right? After we blow it, we'll explode all over it. Um I just a fair warning to 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 friends of the show. Um I am managing two children while this is happening. So there will be times I disappear. And if you hear a child screaming, it's a good scream. And I will excuse myself recording, uh, accordingly. Um, I'll tell you who was screaming. I'll tell you a bunch of kids who were screaming were those Chicago Bears. Because <laughs> they, they they got smacked around stupid in a preseason game in in a way that's embarrassing. I, I, I'll start off because everybody's quiet now. But, you know, the, the Bills beat the Bears 41 to 15. Uh, basically, the Bills' second-string um, team went out and beat the, the 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 more regular mix of starters and 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 backups in Chicago. Um, but I think what's weirdly embarrassing was they came out passing, and Mitch Trubisky just kind of went about his business, and the Bears really didn't seem like they were able to do very much. Which again, it's a it's a it's a preseason game, and we only want to read so much into it. But I rarely see. I I can't think of a preseason game where somebody scored 41 points and things looked kind of effortless um, in that in that way. And and it didn't um, get much better for the Bears when Justin Field was in, um, although he showed some spark. I think the game sped up for him, as they say. Um, But let me turn it over to Paul and check on my children and listen to what you have to say. And um, what, what did you think? I mean, it seemed I'll say this. It just seemed exceptional, exceptional, even for a preseason game.
1: It was. This was an enjoyable view. I turned on with about five minutes expired in the first quarter, thinking I'll watch a few series, and I watched until five minutes were left in the fourth quarter. Uh, Rarely do I find that kind of enjoyment in a preseason game, but when everyone's scoring, it certainly makes for good viewing. I think even though they did game plan, Trubisky uh, around Trubisky into this, you know. Brian Dable said he wanted to, you know, give him a, a plan that could work, they could score points. They also did not have most of the starters out there. He did not have Josh Allen's weapons. There was no Diggs. There was no Beasley. There was no Emmanuel Sanders. Those are the primary guys on on offense. He had a patchwork offensive line uh, with with starters in in a couple spots for a few series, but not really. And yet he still just shredded. The The Bears' first team defense. I don't think the Bears put in their second team until sometime in the second quarter, and by that point, the Bears had already or the Bills had already put up fourteen or or twenty one points or something along those lines. So it was this was a really fun watch. You had to be pleased with the quarterback play from Trubisky. So much has been said about that. I won't harp on it anymore, and I'll let the other guys talk about it if they want. I do say that, that did help me reach a conclusion. At, at this point, you're just as I was leaning towards anyway. You're just going to cut Webb and Fromm, or try and trade one of them, and see if you can get the other one on the practice squad. Because you have a viable backup this year, you have a, a you know a top starter who we'll see on on Saturday that we'll talk more about. And you if you can if Weber fromm becomes a developmental backup, great. If not, you can find another developmental backup somewhere in the in the draft or on the waiver wire down the road. So that made up my mind on the quarterback spot. The other aspects of the game, really nice to see this performance by the defense. It was largely a backup defense. Almost the entire game, I think they sat something like eight of the 11 starters on defense. I don't have the number in front of me right now, but they rolled with that most of the game and they still entirely shut down the Bears. They had one really nice, impressive play by wide receiver over Saran Neal, who's not going to be playing outside cornerback at all year. So that doesn't even concern me. And he didn't even play it poorly. That went that a play that went for a touchdown. Otherwise, the Bears were just uh, neutered by the Bills' defense the entire game. So Frank is absolutely right. It is a preseason game. We shouldn't read too much into it. It is nice that the Bills have not lost a preseason game since 2018, three years now. So that's a plus. But you had to feel good about what you saw from you know starters in the depth. And Scott may have various people he has thoughts about on this.
2: Uh, I was going to say maybe Scott. Maybe. Yes, yeah, go. I mean, this would be a tough one to do three stars on because it was really like a pretty, as we kind of pointed out, like a fairly dominant performance. Like mm-hmm. everyone was playing. Well, like the line was blocking um for the most part, like Trubisky had a pretty clean pocket to work with. Um, you know they there there was, I think the the announcers were pointing out, I think it was accurate that, like, yeah, sure, there was probably some attempts to get the ball out a little quick out of maybe some concerns that the line wouldn't hold up. But in general, even with like, if I was gonna pick a guy, I'd probably give like a shadow third star to like Spencer Brown, like a guy third round pick, Northern Iowa, you know, going up against Khalil Mack on some downs and and holding his own. And Khalil Mack is no joke, like he's an all pro. Um, so, I think the, the you know that in general showed the offensive line was having a good day um, when you know he's he's playing well. In addition to obviously Daryl Williams. Um, well, I don't think Williams was playing, but in general, the line was playing well. Um, Dawkins was in for a little bit. Um, Ford, I don't know, Cody. <laughs> um, you know, okay. And and obviously, once the the backups came in, Bobby Hart and Jordan Devy had some holding late, but you know, it's not 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 the end of the world on some of that stuff. But you know, they played well. The defensive line again played really well. Um, got up into Trubisky, or excuse me, into Trubisky.
1: Into, wow, yeah. Into Andy Dalton's face. Maybe, maybe next uh, year after dark, folks.
2: Yeah. Um, into into Dalton's face and uh, put pressure on him. Um, you know, not not like it couldn't um, basically. It, it was just a really. It was one of the more dominant pre season form- performances I think I've seen out of the Bills. And yeah, as Paul pointed out, you know, the, the Bears were really playing with almost all their first term for most of the first quarter and first half and the bills were going up and down the field i mean mckenzie um played out of his mind obviously we're gonna have to come back to him <laughs> later uh, wait I mean, there's
1: there's news besides isaiah mckenzie playing out of his mind <laughs> yeah
2: I mean, he, he did have that fumble, yeah,
1: I, 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 did yeah i had muted isaiah
0: mckenzie because i just i i thought well everything's all locked on him and i just don't want to be disappointed
2: so I, i'm assuming that everything's fine can only assume that everything's fine with isaiah mckenzie so yeah like and that and like it was great to see because like you can see uh, if to me it showed just he was personally taking the craft of being a wide receiver more serious and in, in his ability to get open and run those cole weasley like slot routes and option routes that this team needs to kind of keep us balanced once we get the full wide receiver complement going um, and, and great to have him there. Um, so, boy, yeah, Isaiah McKenzie, what what a great um, what a great find for the Bills. He's going to be really exciting to watch this season.
0: Gosh, well, I, I do want to get to that kind of quickly. I think the only other things I wanted to mention was I think that, you know, first of all, you'd rather be in this seat than the bear seat, right, because it is just a preseason game. But if it's the other way around, you're telling yourself, well, it's just a preseason game, and you're really sort of hoping that it is um, because uh, but I think that you could, you know, it was really nice to see Epinesa and um and Groot continue their their uh their flashiness. They're sort of looking like something was happening, and I like the Epinesa story too because it's been pointed out a few times. Um, you know, he didn't have a preseason or a training camp last year. He just sort of started week one, um, like everybody else, and and it, it, you're hopeful that maybe it's a it's some of the maturity, not the maturity, the the learning is kicking in now that he's finally had some of that available to him, so I was excited to see that. Um, I was excited to see that the game sped up for um, Justin Fields, too, who who looks reasonably competent, I guess, in, in the back half of a game against like people who won't ever wear a Bill's jersey again, but good for him. And I don't care because it's Chicago, so good for them. Um, the three stars were all CM Punk, by the way. Those are the three stars of the Chicago weekend. Um, we should move on to some of the roster moves. Um, Duke Williams of Duke Williams fame was waived injured, which means he's injured but also waived. Uh, Forrest Lamp, um, it, it's just like it sounds. Uh, Forrest Lamp, uh, which is like Forrest Gump's older brother on the IR, uh, which means he's done for the year. He can't play. I think they. Correct. I think I read that he, he can also come to an injury settlement with the Bills, but he
1: cannot play for the
0: Bills this year. He is He is – He is gone. Which is slightly Um,
1: different than Duke Williams, who, after being waived, 24 hours went by, no one claimed him. He's now also officially on the injured reserve list, but since he was waived first, the Bills can reach an injury settlement with him, cut him, but he can re-sign with the Bills this year, and with all the other teams, if he prefers to. So, slightly different than Lamp. Uh, I'm sure Bean knows what he's doing. And as Paul wrote, various guys signed, and I think we should leave it just
0: like (laughs) that, because... These people are here literally to just. They're here for five
1: more days. Yeah.
0: They're here to fill up spaces on Green Bay because we kind of don't care if they get hurt playing football. I mean, we care as human beings, but we don't care from a football perspective. And this ties in briefly with number three. And then I will turn it over to Scott and Paul. Uh, We have a COVID list, um, including some people who are fined. Um, So uh, Cole Beasley was fined for not wearing his mask, presumably. I guess we don't know exactly exactly. Uh, why but it seems like that's why as was isaiah mckenzie was is also is uh, isaiah mckenzie was he sent home i forget he, he was not
1: here? he's allowed to stay at the facility because he was contact the trainer right. but he was fine for very clear mask violations which right. we know because he was kind enough to share the letter with us right
0: and also you'd think that would be the biggest story with isaiah mckenzie this week it's not um jordan poyer apparently doesn't care for anti-vaxxers and decided to maybe break his shoulder I'm not exactly sure I don't think they've exactly specified he's in a sling um and so not great uh, although then, we know
1: from Jordan uh, Pyre's personal life he's got to have some okayness with anti-vaxxers but you know well so, we don't okay. know,
0: yes well maybe maybe okay well I'll leave that for a, a time when I have less children right <laughs> But Gabe Davis was also sent home. Starla Tule, who strangely sat out last year because of COVID, but apparently is still not vaccinated. And then Vernon Butler. So Starla Tule occupies the very small group of people that accepted COVID was real and very scary, but also for some reason hasn't been vaccinated.
1: I'm uh, wondering, be, not to jump in on you, but I'm wondering if he oh, has fine. a medical issue.
0: That I is, was going to just say that, yes, yeah. because I have a family member who has a medical issue and has not been able to get vaccinated yet. Um and vernon butler um was also sent home although he practiced one day and then they realized oh you actually should have stayed home and the last name on the list is my daughter's kindergarten teacher um who you know
1: Ooh, the biggest has, one
0: of all <laughs> for us as it turns out was is a bills fan which was oh. really kind of cool and made my daughter feel super comfortable and then tuesday afternoon i got an email saying mm, you got to go home because somebody has COVID, and my daughter said, you know, my teacher wasn't available today. wasn't in today. And after asking me around, she, she's the only person. So, uh, you know, I don't want to cast any aspersions, but we're not thrilled with it. She did go back today. Um, but apart from my kindergarten teacher, um, Scott, Paul, um, go ahead. Uh, why don't you start, Scott? And then and then, Paul, um, you know, give us your thoughts on signing people, cutting people, COVID people, and then. Paul, you can get us started on a bigger conversation of COVID again if we need another one.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's 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 a lot. I mean, I I think anyone got to smoke, like, you know? Yeah, like I'd like to think. I mean, this is the thing. Like, it's a finite number of people that we're gonna have to worry about for the most part with this. So like i mean yeah people are going to get sick but on some level like people getting sick like that's just going to be a fact of life for everybody at this point you hope that people are vaccinated and that they're taking the precautions and that they get healthy regardless so that's going to happen like life's going to happen at this point and it sucks because obviously some people won't do okay and you hope that 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 doesn't happen but just statistically it's going to have to happen to someone at some point in life um so the sick people who are vaccinated, you know, that's, you know, they're football players, they're they're the team has to be built to deal with football players getting injured. They're kind of going to have to be built to to have people dealing with COVID. It's going to affect everybody in the league. And the people who are vac- who are not vaccinated for whatever reason, like they they're a, like they're ultimately not more than like 19% of the team. Now obviously like you want everyone to be Making what you think is the right decision, and you want everyone to uh, to to be there for the team's sake, um, just because you you want them to be to play well as a team. Um, but we're not gonna have to we're not gonna do that. Um, there will obviously be consequences that come out. So I think you know, is it great? No, obviously, is it gonna hurt us? Yes. Um, but is this thing gonna happen to I think every team, in the league over the course of the year yeah probably so i'm not i'm not like crushed by it um but it is it is certainly unfortunate i mean the mask thing is seems i mean whatever it's it's a fine um so i guess that'll escalate but
0: it's annoying right because it's like sorry scott it's yeah. annoying right because it's like you know what the rule is and and so, you know, you don't want to get faxed fine, but, like, you got to wear a mask in the hallway, right? Okay, like, we've been doing that for a long time. You should be able to do that now without too much trouble. Like, that, that shouldn't be why you were fined, right? Like, of all the stupid rules to break, that seems like the dumbest one. And, you know, I, I mean, I don't know.
2: For me, it's even tough, because, like, honestly, like, masks are a rule in my workplace, and am I 100% perfect about it? I am definitely not. I will admit that. And there's plenty of people who are sure. also not. And but I don't I get fined yeah. for not not doing it. Now, admittedly, I'm not an NFL player and have as much writing on it, but you know, still, it's... I
0: you know. also have to wonder, though, like, like, I don't think this is... Oh, yeah, he pulled it down on his chin for a minute while he was doing, you know, fixing it or something. Like, it, at least the first time, it sounded like you didn't wear this in a meeting while you were standing next to somebody. I don't know. Did you notice his
1: trolling? On, did you notice his trolling today on Instagram, where he posted no. a video of him at the Bills facility uh, with his mask on? He'd pull it down, take a bite of food, put it back up, finish chewing, and then repeat the process. And just did that and posted a video of doing that. Hey, man, that's what you're supposed to do.
0: (laughs) It is, but I don't
1: think he was doing it to demonstrate. This is what I'm going to be doing from now on. I think he was you didn't say anything, but I feel like there was an underlying passive aggressiveness.
0: No wanker. Yes. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, Scott. You had anything else? No, no, that's
2: that's. I mean, it's it's I I don't say I don't want to talk about it. It's just I'm at this point. I'm kind of ground down by all of these things together
0: just like the, just like the, the deep state wanted you to be, you know, they're just, (laughs) they finally finally broke you. I I'm with you. I I'm, I'm set up in this story. I, and, and in some ways, like, I think there's a good point, you know, that I don't know if Cole Beasley directly made it, but the person who was first died was a breakthrough, you know, vaccine thing. And I think that there is some inequity issues about how the, the, how, uh, you know, the testing versus
2: vaccinating versus, versus vaccinating,
0: right? You're getting it every two weeks versus not. And I mean, clearly, like that's kind of a tough shit point because that's what the league wants to incentivize. But I get it, you know. And and uh, it's just kind of hard. So I'm gonna scoop over to to, to Paul, though, so uh, you can get your thoughts in, and I can stop moving.
1: Yeah, no problem. We we lost track of the roster moves since I am a Duke Williams stan. I will briefly mention that you know I uh, like Christian Wade. I have no stance that this guy is one of the team's top wide receivers just need a chance just need this he was a guy who went through a lot of personal struggles got kicked off his college team ended up in the cfl and got his life together and that's why i rooted for him and what does he do he catches a game-winning touchdown in 2019 against the titans he has a hundred yard game against the jets he gets to play significantly in a playoff game and get 10 targets that was the best we could have really hoped for his bill's career i'm glad it happened uh good for you duke bon voyage so the COVID thing. Uh, yeah, I'm going to read this quote from a prominent football person, and maybe you guys have heard this, and let me know if, if, if you agree with this or think uh, you might know who this said this. Everyone has a right to make their own decisions regarding their health and their body. I believe in that completely until your decision as to yourself impacts negatively upon many others. Then the common good takes over. Uh, what sage do you think might have said this?
0: I do know who said that. So okay. if Scott would I, like I, to make a guess first.
2: I'm trying to remember. I thought I saw someone say something like this and it was I don't know. I, I forget who. Yeah, um, I will it's, say Tsar yeah, Peter the Second. You, know, you know. Yes.
0: Well, you're close. It's, it's so, actually noted, yeah. noted Antifa member and liberal activists and all of ground. Fuzzy science guy, uh Jerry Jones, owner of the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Jerry goddamn Jones is the voice of reason, people. I just wanna I just wanna point that out that I'm having to default to Jerry Jones quotes to make points on this podcast. That is that is, you know, an important thing to for me to have to point out here. But if you disagree with anything Jerry Jones said there, let me know why, because that seems pretty spot on. And while I and people are Yes, they, they're they making fun of the NFL's policy, which I'm sure needs to be revised in this sense, but the NFL is a multi-billion dollar organization and is being flexible enough to allow players to get non-vaccinated. Let me read a quick statement from a multi-hundred million dollar organization and tell me if you think their stance is different. We are encouraged by the increasing number of our lawyers and staff who are now fully vaccinated for COVID-19. As of this afternoon, more than 90% of our community has been vaccinated. To ensure all lawyers and staff have the opportunity to get vaccinated, we have extended on a one-time basis the deadline to become vaccinated to September 30th. We expect all of our lawyers and staff become fully vaccinated by then. For those of you who may seek a religious or medical accommodation or need assistance, please email HR. Absent an approved accommodation, lawyers and staff who choose not to get vaccinated will be subject to discipline that may include separation from the firm. So, this is an organization worth hundreds of millions of dollars. The NFL is worth many, many times that, and yet is taking a much softer stance in terms of allowing players to not be vaccinated, despite the fact, as Jerry Jones point out, it was for public good. I do not know if the rationale is, the rationale is not really there, even though Cole Beasley did release a coherent statement on the first day of camp, but it ultimately goes to a matter of public good one to number two, just because you're a professional athlete who is defied what people told you you could and can't do the whole time to make to the NFL does not mean that you should not listen to society when they tell you what is you should and should not do for the good of society when all medical and other evidence backs that up. And thirdly, if you just keep digging your hole because you have been, because you you get so deep, you refuse to concede a point, you just have to give up that pride. We started a segment called, Who, called Who's Bad Take That points out when we have said silly things, things that were wrong, things that were ridiculous and calling themselves out and having a good laugh at the fact that we learned from these things. People used to believe the earth was flat. That was totally accepted uh, viewpoint. Eventually, people decide, maybe I should accept what I'm seeing here, renounce my flat viewpoint and go to this other viewpoint. So I'm not going to address each one specifically and each player specifically, but. I really hope we're done talking about this. I hope, as Scott points out, that it is it doesn't have a huge impact on the season, even though it will have at least some impact on the season for the Bills and other teams. Uh, But, Lord, people, please, if you're if you're a person of God, like some of these players are claiming to be, ask ask yourself what what Jesus would do on this and ask yourself seriously what Jesus would do on this. And then then get back to me and make the right decision. Rant (laughs) over. And then. And then just do what I tell you anyway. No, I, I think Sammy Watkins <laughs> would
0: like to, to
1: pick a bonus yeah, about this year, That's right. But I forgot about Sammy's views. On that, Earth. Okay.
0: We'll we'll, uh, we'll save that for, you know, maybe next Flatlander. 53-man um, uh, roster. Tuesday, August 31st. Five it, days, it gentlemen. Five days. Five days. I think a lot of these guys yeah. might not even make it five days. I think a lot of these guys might make it to Sunday. Um because, you know, there's not a lot of need to to think about it. I I was very, I'll tell you where I've been focusing my attention. I think there's two big places. One was wide receiver, the other one's the defensive line. And after the Bears game, I was ready for Isaiah McKenzie to be the guy. I felt like I wasn't so worried about the muff punt. I felt like that happens. That's an accident. And then he went out and he, he caught a bunch of footballs and he looked really kind of nice. And I thought, he seems like a guy who could be the seventh wide receiver on this team. And You know, nothing against Marquez Stevenson. I was sort of happy to think that guy's pretty good, too, and he'd be a perfectly fine seventh uh, wide receiver. And it's just going to turn out that we're only going to have one of them, not both of them. And now that has been put entirely out of its head. And I'm wondering if um, they're going to cut like it's an interesting personnel move, because if they're like me in that front office and they like McKenzie better than uh, Stevenson, they might have to add him to the roster, cut him, then resign him. But the injury makes everything weird. You can't put him on IR. You got to do a bunch of weird stuff. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out if they're going to be able to do that. Or if it's just, you know, laugh it up while you can, Isaiah, because in five days we're not going to have use for you yet. And we're going to have to roll with this other guy who might be vaccinated and not injured and did almost as good as you. And, and let's be honest. Uh, it's the seventh wide receiver, not the third. So I don't know. That's kind of where I've been focused. Paul, what do you th- What have you been thinking about with the 53-man roster, and, and do you uh, share my views?
1: Yeah, I mean, wide receiver is always one of those fun areas that we talk about every time the cut down to 53, is, especially now that there's actual depth there. I think uh, you were talking about the roster gymnastics that Brandon Bean might have to do and how Isaiah McKenzie could have been a key part of that in terms of, hey, he's the guy you cut, have stand in the parking lot, and then make all of his salary for the next year fully guaranteed and re-sign him. Give him the you know care to stick around for 24 hours while you move some guys on to the short-term injured reserve, which you can do only after you've established your 53-man roster. Um, But yeah, I was reading Joe Biscaglia's article in The Athletic, and I think it was his last 53-man projection before the roster comes up. And he had the bills, and maybe they do this, um, keeping eight wide receivers at the cutdown, and then you immediately put McKenzie and you know on IR. Maybe Stevenson, though Stevenson is hurt as well because McKenzie's got the injury going on uh, too. And then you start moving some some people around. I think there's a lot of talk about Isaiah Hodgins being on the roster. I don't think they keep him, or if they do, they stash him on the practice squad. But I'm not in the room. I think Reggie Gilliam is one guy I've looked at, with especially with his performance against the Bears. We didn't really talk about that much, but he was a standout, not just in his short yardage touchdowns and first downs, which he did all four times he got the ball, but also in terms of his blocking in, in that role. So I think he's earned a spot. I think that hurts for people like Tommy Sweeney and, and Nate Becker and Quinton Morris, who are all kind of on the bubble. And then, you know, not too much to talk about, I don't think, on the offensive line. Defensively. You do wonder if they're going to keep seven defensive ends to keep both Obada and Daryl Johnson, and if so, what kind of gymnastics are you going to do to allow that to happen? Are you going to move Harrison Phillips onto short-term IR because of his his injury to the same leg that he he had his ACL tear on? You know that becomes an issue. Uh, so yeah, I think since we talked about wide receiver, I'll briefly focus on the, that defensive front end, and I think you probably. Would like to keep Daryl Johnson because you have a special teams ace. He can rush the passer, and the Bills, the way they rotate defensive ends ends in and out, and they all get a lot of playing time. There's probably going to be some injuries there, just naturally that happen. It's not a bad position to have depth, and I would I would rather have that be the situation. And if that means you're short at safety. Who cares? Because unless your name is Hyde or Poyer, you're probably going to get very little playing time at safety. You could probably keep three safeties and then keep a guy like Josh Thomas or Damar Hamlin or Jaquan Johnson on the on the practice squad and and call that person up as is needed. So I think it's going to be interesting. They're going to cut some good players. I would like to see. What Bean does with the roster gymnastics like he did last year with cutting Andre Roberts and bringing him back. And also if he's able to do anything on the trade front like he did with Russell Bodine and Wyatt Teller way back in the day.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think defense. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing. Like tight end is a place I think we can economize. So I feel like Mm -hmm. you like we only have like Hollister is a good tight end. Knox, I think, got it. We've invested enough in him after that yeah Gillum is is basically the third I mean I think he's shown that he can he has more value to this offense than anyone who's the probably going to be the third tight end um, Nate Becker whoever so I think that's your I think that solves a little bit of your problem I I'm fine with keeping McKenzie I I think yeah it's a pain but I I don't know that between his special teams play and what else um you know kind of like the you know the the gadget you know the the end around threat that he provides those kind of things I don't know that there's a better um, person that we're really going to get that's going to get that get that done for us um, defensive line certainly going to be a tough one yeah I mean that was another thing on the the defensive line like in the, in the Bears game that I didn't touch on was yeah Harrison Phillips uh, playing really well and you know playing as arguably as well as he has um, in a Bills uniform, and now it's making that even a harder cut than it would have been because I think he would have been on the cut list if he had a bad um, preseason. But obviously now he's had a good one, and we're—I don't say we're stuck, but that's now a, a tougher decision. So I think that's where we're going to have the biggest issues. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Like, yeah, we can probably maybe economize a bit at safety, um, but even then, that like we—we've had times on this Bills team where we've gotten 2 3 guys injured and it's like okay if one more guys goes down then Isaiah McKenzie is now on the field starting on defense. So that's Like in the know, Jets
1: game where he played cornerback.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. It did happen. So, yeah, I I I kind of do get a little worried about going too thin back there, um but you know, that's it's none of these decisions are easy. I mean, that's why they get paid the money, but yeah, I don't know.
1: Okay, I'm done. All right. Wonder if we've lost Frank to uh, taking care of the child.
2: That's entirely possible.
1: So yeah, we can move on to the. Oh, uh, uh, let's see. He's, we're. Oh, I think Frank is back it's, now. He's unmuted.
2: Unless he's he's waiting for us to go into wacky schedule. Right. In which case, I could start doing wacky schedule. Yeah, on. let's
1: let's start, can, and we'll. Uh, you we'll can go
2: on. ahead and be our first uh, first yeah. uh, guesser for the first one. So we've gotten. Th- um hmm. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yes, we we can. In
1: fact, we've noticed it says the first 30 minutes of this podcast has been recorded and it's available. Yes, this is
0: very good. You guys couldn't hear me as I was trying to talk. So that's good. Um, And I've hit record again. So just let's start with wacky schedule um, because we didn't really miss any of your your thoughts on the the roster. Uh, I had tried to make a lame joke uh, that, oh, wow, they get paid because because Scott had said something about the guys getting paid the big bucks. So, um yeah, and then the Skype said that's a terrible joke. I'm gonna I'm gonna this podcast <laughs> Skype,
1: Skype yes, struck
0: that joke. <laughs> yes, but I am very ready to listen to the wacky schedule um, for this 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 week.
2: Okay. Um, yes. So we are on to the Bills at the Carolina Panthers. Week. Uh, gosh, it's tougher now. Fifteen probably. Um, so obviously, we all know the history of the Buffalo Bills. Sean McDermott spent some time with the Panthers right yeah I think that's true um and Brandon Bean obviously spent some spent a lot of time with the Panthers um many Panthers transplants uh have have made their way north um frequently they get uh when it comes down to will you need a roster spot to fill the the best one is let's find the Panther who was cut most recently and that's who it's going to be so because the the close ties between the between the teams Make it very difficult for them to really go at it. The NFL recognizes this and determines that instead of playing an NFL football game. This is not going to be just a regular football game. This will be an Olympic style uh, kata karate competition. Now, everyone is, of course, familiar with the ancient Japanese martial art of karate. However, uh, for those of you who didn't know, uh, it was the last year that this was in the Olympics, which is, of course, a crying shame because what a better sport I cannot imagine. Uh, the kata competition of karate is only doing the moves in air. So there is no sparring. There is no opponent. You are simply demonstrating the form, the concentration, the intensity, the perfection of your individual movements. And that is how you are judged. So in this case, both the Panthers and Bills will be doing karate moves in the air and then being judged by a panel of judges and the winner gets the win. And so we were going to start with Paul. I think we will continue to start with Paul. Who wins this um, crucial Week 15 Kata competition?
1: Right now, I'm even more sold on the idea of keeping eight wide receivers on the final <laughs> roster because this builds your depth of agile folk who are able to leap in the air and, and do some some moves. The wow, this is a, a good loaded question. So I'm tr- I'm trying to think of, you know, what what would Cobra Kai? Uh, how, how could we roll them into this this analysis in some way? Um, I jeez, such a such a good scenario. So I'm thinking, let's go let's let's go down the roster, all fifty three player by player. All right, maybe not, <laughs> but but you're looking at a guy named Josh, bigger guy. He's shown the hops against Anthony Barr. I don't think he's going to have too much of a problem learning some midair moves. He definitely has that charisma about him, which will make it look good when he does it. And I think you compare him. To Sam Darnold in that regard, I don't think it's going to be going to be close. Darnold will be midair. He'll see a ghost. It'll freak him out and his form <laughs> will get all thrown off. So I think that is bound to happen. I think you you look at on the, the defensive side of the ball. I think the Panthers made the right decision to offload Star Lodalele. I don't see him contributing much to the Bills in in this regard. The Panthers made the right choice to get him off of the the roster. I think it comes down to, you know, do we have disqualifications here, Scott? Like, if someone does do all the fancy moves in the air, but then kicks an opponent who's nearby, is that going to be problematic? Yeah, yeah, or is I that think, just going to th- be like thrown out? as like, oh, you did that, so but we're no, not really. No, I think that
2: would be stepping outside of the apportioned mat, which they do the kata competition on. So I Got assume it. that would, yeah, that would be probably that would be a major deduction.
0: And, and will we they- Sorry, will they be doing the kata all at the same time, or do we have to watch
2: them? Like, you oh, know, man, I didn't even think of like a synchronized kata competition,
0: uh, right? Or is it is it more like gymnastics, where like, okay, by the end you've saved your good katas, and they know what score they have to be.
2: Yeah, Um yeah, I think it's more like gymnastics. I was thinking it individual, so I guess that's probably what yeah. I'm saying. Okay, that's series. fine.
1: All right, yeah. right. So, individual. So, of course, perf-
0: No, I was just going to say karate, of course, invented on the island of Okinawa. uh, When the Chinese came over with the Kung Fu, it's translated into uh, karate, which means empty hand, of course. Of
1: course. Of course. Uh, So, yeah, I have since determined that I am. Stalling. I have now probably read the same article Frank has called six fun facts about karate. <laughs> no, I actually just knew, though. I actually just, like, knew that one. Oh, did yeah, you? Anyway. Okay, well yeah, that's the Okinawa one. Is fact number two. And empty yeah. yeah. hand is yeah number one. So wow, uh, so it impressive. It, yeah. So yeah, I'm I've got I got nothing for this one. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lame out. I'm gonna say my wow. analysis is complete. And that the Bills are going to win this solely on the strength of Josh Allen because he carries the team no matter what the scenario.
0: Yeah, I think that your mistake was um, just counting Starla who I think can fill a real Kung Fu Panda kind of role. And I realize it's karate, not Kung Fu. Um, But I think that that kind of kind of works for me. Uh, Empty hand, empty hand, of course, Kung Fu, Fu Manchu, um, great mustache. Josh Allen, I think you had that right. Um, so clearly I'm, uh, I think I'm ready for, for this, uh, to be a Bill's victory, um, scored three hits to zero. And there goes my fire
1: alarm. All right, I right back. Go Go ahead.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If it's Uh, not a child
1: screaming. Well, it's it's a fire live screaming.
2: We've often had the fire engine interrupt call uh, right. sometimes, but this is a new, new, new occurrence. So we'll hope that uh, Frank's alive and Frank's Frank's
1: take thinks. was so hot the smoke detector went off. Yeah, absolutely.
2: So we'll move on to our second. Uh, uh, the the winner, of course, was going to be the Panthers. Um, obviously, a much more feline and agile, uh. Uh, you know, team. Therefore, that translates into their. Cat-like speed and reflexes, which of course are critical for karate. And
1: right, just, I just forgot about the possible contributions of Sir Pur as well until you mentioned yeah, that. Yeah,
2: exactly. As much as, as much as we all love Billy Buffalo, he's yeah. more of a Muay Thai mixed martial artist kind of guy, not not kind of the, the the traditional uh, karate. By the way, every time I've said karate, I've done a bit of a of a uh, you know kind of a uh, a karate pose. Oh, that's,
1: oh wow! That's, 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 just, just that's commitment to myself. the bit.
2: Yeah, exactly. So we'll move on from that so I can stop having to say it. Um, Now, the next game, oh, man, uh, we definitely need Frank back for this because this one I did specifically for the two of you. So I'm going to wait. I am listening, yep. Okay.
0: I'm listening. I've got the fire under control. (laughs) I can listen. Okay, go ahead.
2: He's got it under control. It's like those wildfires in California. It's not spreading any further right now. I mean, the fire is still going on. But I was kind of seeing
1: him more like the dog in the meme. You know, this is, this fine. is fine.
2: He's Thanks. drinking the coffee. Yeah. This yeah. is fine. <laughs> so, week uh, 16 here. Home versus the Pats. Um, normal NFL football game, but the head referee is famous, famously bad, and potentially corrupt Referee from the world of wrestling, Danny Davis.
1: Dangerous, Danny Davis. Yes, I was uh, the second you said corrupt oh referee. Like, dangerous, Danny Davis.
2: <laughs> so I'm glad I picked. I'm glad I got a good reaction because I right. had to. Not Google... nothing
1: against Nick, Nick Patrick and Earl, Earl Hepburn, but I think you, Danny Davis is the original. Okay, Earl yeah. He's not related <laughs> to <laughs> Yeah, Hepburn. he's related to Catherine Hepburn. You can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> It's related to Dave, his evil twin. I remember that yeah, one.
2: That he did come up as one of the evil ones. Yes. Um yeah. I had to Google worst WWE referees just for you guys. So I, I'm going to say I, I don't know, but it, wh- one would think that he's like Robert Kraft's going to get Danny on the phone here and say, "Hey, let's let's talk about where the future of the NFL is here, and let's make the right decision about some of the calls out here today." So. Uh, why don't we turn it over to Paul first uh, until Frank can continue to hose down whatever's being hosed down?
1: Right. So little known facts about about Danny Davis. He was initially a wrestler who wrestled under a mask uh, is Mr. X. So he has he has some experience getting involved. So I assume he could get involved physically in this football match if needed. You have to feel is and I'm not saying the Bills are the most uh, high and mighty upstanding organization. But you know, I haven't heard much about the Pagulas at massage parlors being a problem, <laughs> uh, or potential oh. cheating scandals rocking an organization. If anyone can get dangerous Danny Davis in their pocket, uh, and still a relatively young man at age 65, certainly not not beyond the 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 scope of when a, a an official can be competent at their at their job. Uh, they uh, they can get him in their, their pocket. If, if Jimmy Hart could get him in his pocket, and it wasn't even the Million Dollar Man, remember, who kind of turned him around. It was more Jimmy Hart and, and several others. He, he can easily be in the craft's the pocket here. He's responsible for the British Bulldogs losing the title, and I think he's going to want to be responsible for the Buffalo Bills losing the AFC East title as well. Now, I think exactly... How is he going to get away with it? I distinctly remember a match where there was a case where uh, Billy Jack Haynes had had Intercontinental Champion Randy Macho Man Savage in his trademark Full Nelson. And now at the time, Savage is the Intercontinental Champion of the World Wrestling Federation. So Savage, not being near the ropes, not being able to break the hold, wanting to keep his title, leaps up and kicks the referee now the referee could just disqualify savage and still he would still hold the title as a result of this but what does the referee rule he says that billy jack haynes flinged savage's feet into him uh during the course of his hold like this is the level of commitment that danny davis has to being on the side of the evil ones.
0: Paul is so, so worked we, up about Danny Davis. Yeah, He's so worked up about Danny Davis.
1: <laughs> I lo- and I rooted for him once he became a wrestler, which says more about me than it does about anyone else. <laughs> but yeah, I think he will. Davis will eventually become a football player with the Patriots. Is how this all ends, probably oh. during the twenty twenty one season That's before part, he, of
2: deal, part of the deal. Part of the deal yeah. the craft gave him is like, hey, we'll sign you to a contract. Yeah.
1: So he'll be out there. He'll be one of those depth receivers that somehow has a 100-yard game now and then, and then he'll revert to being a referee for the 2023 season after his time with the Pats is done. So, yeah, you can't beat the Pats when, they, when dangerous Danny Davis has become involved in this game. This won't even be close. It's going to be a 31 nothing spanking by the Patriots.
0: Can I, can I have a quick question? As Is this game in Buffalo or is it in New England?
2: It's in New England. Oh, wait, no. Okay. It is, yes, it is. No, it's home for the Bills.
1: Home for the Bills. It's home for the Bills. Okay. But I think I think heels live off the booze. I think they it's do. gonna be a disadvantage for the Bills that it's in Buffalo. But Yeah, well I,
0: I think I agree with you, but I, I and I and I'm gonna pick the Patriots too, but I think you've got the the finish wrong. Okay, right. as we like to say in the business. Because I think I think with the game being at home, right, you wanna get the crowd really happy right because when when a heel's going to win you want it to really sting and not not sting sting is not the word um but you know you want it to you want it to hurt you want people to go into next week mad at the patriots he goes how could they do this and there you go and and here are here are the the bills they've overcome davis you know he's tried a couple times to throw the match they can't do it they keep kicking out of the the bad pin covers they they keep uh, you know, dealing with the chair shots that they get, and they finally, now a different referee runs in, okay? It's that part of the match, and Davis is there, and he's probably going to have to count out the, the the Patriots, one, two, three. But then, the lights drop, the base hits, and the horns go, duh, 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 and they can't believe it. Here he comes, Newbury Mass's own John Cena enters. Which is so strange because he's a, a thing. Is so it sad often. that
1: I recognized his music based on your random noise? You have to look up
0: Paul Heyman doing the do 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 doos dos mm-hmm. of, of John Cena. Uh, because he just kind of does it. You just kind of see it. Anyway, he comes rushing out with his freaking green hat, waving his hand in front of his face. And, and nobody quite knows what the hell is going to happen because he's usually a good guy. So the crowd's cheering. But he's from Massachusetts. Eddie comes in, and just as Josh Allen's about to go across the, the, the goal line, boom, spear, five-knuckles shuffle, attitude adjustment, hands the ball to Matt Jones, and the Patriots win. And everyone is shocked because they've done everything they can to get past Dangerous Dave, only to find out that John Cena is working heel, at least for Buffalo. So, And I hate John Cena. I don't hate him. He's great, but I hate him. Too. We hate him now. So huh? Pat- yeah, Pat- yeah, definitely now. Yeah, so Patriots win because of a a, a a a swerve, um, and as Vince would say, this is good shit.
2: <laughs> um, so no, you're and both that's, wrong.
1: that Vince is Vince Wolfork who would say that, by the way. <laughs>
2: uh, you're yes. both wrong. It <laughs> don't
1: ends don't up looking like Vince
0: Wolfork.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
2: uh. We did. We did. You. I think. I thought you were on the right track. Right. Right track, Frank. Excuse me. Um, but basically, yeah. The issue is, uh, yeah. As the Bills realize what's going on, they become even more enraged and try that much harder. And even with all of the BS penalty calls and everything else that happens, the uh, the Bills do rise up and pull the defi- pull victory out of the jaws of defeat. Uh, Davis is then bludgeoned to death on the field by Josh Allen, and uh, we all move on with our lives.
1: All right, and you're wow, Massachusetts native Danny Davis. By the way, I think mean, that's a bold prediction, <laughs> Scott. Wow.
2: Um, okay, so we will move on to uh, at the Atlanta Falcons. Um, so the next week, um, again, it's an emotional roller coaster and wacky schedule. Next week. Uh, the the bills we had a little video game flavor two three weeks ago Uh, my kid is increasingly into uh, what the kids are calling Minecraft these days so what I'm going to say is the NFL in a promotional tie-in determines that the only equipment that the uh, players are allowed to bring on the field is things that they are able to make by hand uh, whether through mining farming cutting down trees with their hands, digging holes with their hands, um, any of these kind of things. They're allowed to use, you know, build up the technology, uh, you know, tree in order to allow them to get there. I don't know that anyone's going to be able to get to the point of, like, uh, you know, fully uh, modern NFL shock-absorbing pads. So this game is definitely going to have a bit of a 1930s feel uh, to it, if that. Um, So I will say... uh, Frank, can you start, or do you want Paul to? Yeah, go I,
0: I think I can start. Yes, yeah, so I can start. Um, so after cutting a vicious promo on John Cena, they get down to this game. I feel like I feel like yeah. they can't leave it. They like can't. They can't leave it hanging, right? And they say, oh, "We're coming See for you. We haven't forgotten about See you, year, but plan. I can't deal with this." Yeah. Um, anyway, I the first thing that came to my mind as you talked about making things was all the bloodyness in the fingers and in the hands. So, like, you got to be careful. You don't want your wide receivers making the helmets, like the, the leather helmets, because sure. they're going to need their fingers. You know, as yeah. a, so, you got to give that to the linemen. You hope they can do that kind of thing. Um, you know, this is against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I think that one of the benefits here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna do an indigenous cultures take on this game. I'm gonna say because Buffalo is so much closer to the Iroquois Nation, and we have. At least have museums and whatnot that would show a variety of people making things by hand and, and and the truly beautiful craftsmanship of the Native Americans and First Peoples that they'll be able to spend some time with experts to help them sort of craft the things that are best for them, including those really awesome like clubs with the big heady ends that they're just going to beat the shit out, out of the Atlanta Falcons with who, you know, Atlanta's a big old sprawling metropolis. and. I think they're going to come. About I think I think, and uh, I think it's one of the true home field advantage deals here is that they have access to a better, you know. Now, now look, if I am wrong and I am missing some uh, large uh, native population in in Atlanta that that dates back that that far and has that type of culture, I apologize. I only know about upstate New York because they they made me learn it, and it was pretty cool. So I'm just, but I, I'm just going to go with Buffalo for that reason. I think they're going to have access to some of the the better techniques. And I think they're going to have a little bit more, and then they're going to make some clubs and hit the the Falcons who won't suspect that.
1: I think Frank has made the right pick, but with the wrong rationale. So again, we're going to agree and disagree at the same time as we did on Danny Davis. I think this goes back to the first, uh, the, the Karate game against the Panthers. We need to be looking at team nicknames here. The... The Atlanta Falcons are a bird, a useful bird, a bird that can do great things in nature, but nonetheless a bird. The Buffalo Bills are named after, of course, uh, American soldier, bison hunter and showman Buffalo Bill Cody. So this is a, a man who lived out in the West, who was able to build his own, you know, own sorts of weapons, I'm sure, who knew his way around a handgun he probably you know what he might i'm going to say for argument's sake here he built his own gun at some point in time like he had the the wherewithal to do that i I think he knew around his way around some steel so i think when you look at the the nicknames you look at the the history of of buffalo bill's wild west i think the i i mean he was he worked on the railroad he was a fur trapper he was a gold prospector like this is a guy who who knows his hands so nothing against the falcons talons but based based on the team nicknames, this one is going to go to the Bills.
2: This one does go to the Bills. I, I'm going to go. Do We have first. a
1: third large, a third rationale behind the Bills victory.
2: Yeah, no, game. this Dude. one you got to get you got to. I mean, it's, you got to get down to the Jimmies and the Joes here. If you ask me, one of my, my all time favorite expressions. So uh, on. The, you know, oh, this then,
0: was it. This is the this is the it's just a football
2: game. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <no>, no, no. sorry <laughs> Uh, Well, I mean, that would be a good point. We could just go to the fact that the Bills are probably a superior team to the Falcons. And even if they were playing like a legit NFL game without pads, which this would basically be turning into, the Bills would probably still win that game. Um, But if we were going to continue down the crafting and, uh, you know, who's who's most useful in terms of resourcefulness kind of uh, theme that we were going down. On the one hand, you have a quarterback like Josh Allen big hunk of man fireball california rural grew up in a farming community probably knows his way around some animals around some tools went to wyoming got to know some more about farm towns and dealing with you know life uh you know in the real world let's say or in 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 a very real part of the world for many people um in the other corner you have matt ryan who i just googled a minute ago. went to a charter high school in southeastern uh, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia area, uh, then went on to a Boston College, uh, noted uh, no, very few very few uh, woodsmen coming out of Boston College these days. And then, yes, has been spending most of his career in Atlanta since then. Uh, I would also say that Dan Quinn, uh, I haven't heard – really much of anything about him being a good coach really oh wait no is he even still no he's not even the team anymore Who is the coach of the, Falcons? the
1: coach of the Falcons. yeah because they fired quinn midway through last year when it was clear they didn't know what they were doing arthur smith
2: okay i don't know who that sure
1: is. <laughs> so i'm
2: gonna assume why did you just
1: show <laughs> <say, "Kill> nobody <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm going to assume
1: that, uh, Arthur we're going to assume so he's right. terrible. I mean, yeah, I know one other we're Arthur Smith He's, he's
0: a right. little Ar- Arthur Smith was a bills wide receiver for about three years in the, in the EJ era <laughs> with <laughs> Donald Nelson and <laughs> David <laughs> Nelson,
1: excuse me, David Nelson, Donald Jones, the common name, both Donald, Steve Johnson, everyone had to have right. a very, yeah. yeah. That's a common name.
2: This is the, uh, this day in bills history. We just did it. There, yep. Enjoy it folks. Um, yeah, but anyway, I think I think Sean McDermott is going to spend a lot of time eating eating film on how to fashion a helmet out of a um, you know a cowhide, and he's going to have the team ready to go with some leather pad that'll be the difference uh, when and, and put the Bills over the line when it elevates the most talented team, more talented team anyway. So big big Bills win in this one, and then we move on to our final wacky schedule of the entire. Uh, of the entire season. Uh, we get back in the time machine. We go back to the 1930s. The Jets, uh, thinking it would be at their advantage, in a gimmick, offer to play the Buffalo Bills uh, in full like 1930s football garb. But uh, to add a little spice to it, they're going to be playing on top of a 1930-era hydrogen dirigible at... 10,000 feet so right at the right at the edge of where it's going to become difficult to to breathe due to the well, actually it's going to be a little actually it will be difficult to breathe at 10,000 feet so we're going to put it at about 7,500 feet so you will you'll feel the altitude it'll be t- it'll be higher than mile high um you're going to have some wind shear up there it's going to be a flat field full nfl regulation flat field but it's going to be perched awkwardly on top of this dirigible so you're not going to have a ton of stability and you may fall off the edge. That is a thing that can happen. You'll have the sidelines there. Sammy but...
1: Watkins is ready for this scenario because he's always ready to fall off the edge. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh,
2: yeah. No, it's a, is a flat earth. joke. So you know much Sammy up. Watkins yes. safe for no reason. <laughs> um, just
1: yeah. Trashing him, dude. No, Ignorance no is
0: not to be that. embraced people. All right. Now, no one planned that. We were just like, fuck this guy. <laughs>
2: yeah we somehow turned the nineteen thirties dirigible wacky schedule into a Sammy watkins dig, so um but in in this case, the dig is successful, so all right all right uh why don't we go back to Paul to finish out
1: uh, all, right. all right, so we're looking at a hydrogen dirigible flat field, and it's gonna be seventy five hundred feet you reduced from ten thousand so yeah. Breathing's gonna be an issue, but like you noted, it's you know, they they play in mile high. Uh they don't have John Brown anymore, so they don't have to worry about that sickle cell trait being a problem mm-hmm. at this at this altitude. The Jets, again, norm this could be where I could make it like, well, look at the Jets nickname versus the Bills nickname, but I already did that. I already blew that wad on the last analysis uh, for my half-assed take on the uh the, 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 the using your hands situation. So Hmm. All right, so, regular football field is. Let's see. How fast are they traveling, approximately, Scott? Uh,
2: they're doing a standard dirigible uh, speed. Ah, yes. um, SDS, I even,
1: standard dirigible speed, of course. I don't even.
2: I don't need to. I don't even need to tell you what that is because I'm sure you already know. Right. <laughs> I mean, everyone does. It's common knowledge. Uh,
1: <laughs> First things not I learned were crazy. how to tie my shoes and the speed of a 1930s hydrogen dirigible. Those are the basics mm-hmm. when you get to kindergarten. Yeah, so, I
2: mean the yeah, so the you know a newer Zeppelin can get up to 70 miles an hour, but but in this era you'd be looking at more you know 15 20 miles an hour just to maintain you know just at least some steerage and make sure you're not just getting pushed around by the wind up there.
1: Right. So I think. They, you have to be uh, very careful here about a a Hindenburg situation. I think that that could serve serve the jets well. I think the jets are more likely to bring flammable substances on the plane, uh, (laughs) on the dirigible. I think they will be uh, somewhat. uh, I I think they will not be quite smart enough to know that they should just uh, put this on the bills side. And I think, unfortunately, you are going to have a full-blown. Uh, it's going to be like 10 to 10 around halftime. As the Bills are struggling to, you know, get off the the, the ground. No pun intended, because uh, you know they're off the ground. Uh, and I think the ship's going to go down. I think everyone survives. I don't want to make this a dark tragedy. I think everyone's been properly parachuted and has been trained for this. But I think the season comes crashing down on the last week. And this this has some implications for the bill. So I'm going to say, uh, I don't know if you called it a 10 10 tie. I don't know if you call it a no contest, but I think I've run out of puns to describe what's going to happen to this ship. So I will turn it over to, to Frank for his yeah, correct thank, analysis. Thankfully, the bills
0: are resting their starters during this game because oh, yes. they've locked everything up. So not everybody has to come back from 1930. Um, so we can lose. Um, I. I, I briefly thought maybe John Cena could show up at the end of this game too and really <laughs> like double down going into the playoffs like that would be like the blow-off show you know right before the big pay-per-view um but no I, I think that my worry is that well thankfully Alan's not playing so it's about Mitch Trubisky see if Allen was playing I'd be worried because he can you know sometimes he zips that ball a little too hard and having to adjust for you know wind speed and and the speed of the dirigible and the less error resistance up there. But I think Mr. Misty, nice controlled compasser, perfect for this game. He's going to go ahead and zip things around. Um, I think that the, uh, I'm, I, you know, look, I can't imagine a situation where the Jets beat the Bills, even if the place burns down. Uh, I, I still think I have to pick the, Jets, the, the Bills in this case, just based on talent. I don't think the, Despite Paul or Scott's uh, you know, very awesome scenario, I think that the Buffalo Bills are just kind of too good. They're going to overcome any sort of issues that the dirigible presents. And the Jets, I mean, they have no culture. They have no process. So I'm I'm just going to say uh, this comes down to the, uh, the, the preparation, and it's going to be the Bills.
2: Sometimes it's just a football game, even when it's in the 1930s. <laughs> Zeppelin skying high over the field. Um, yes, obviously the Bills, even if they weren't resting their starters, would probably want to rest their starters anyway at this point, just to avoid the potential of any of them falling off of a dereligible circling several thousand feet, uh, over the air. Um, yeah, you'd like to think they'd have their preparations on, but you know, I don't know what kind of parachutes they're going to have in the 1930s. Uh, I don't know if the Bills knew they were going to bring the parachutes with them. None of that's really important. Uh, yes, but, uh, I will say the Bills win, Bills win. And they're into the uh, into the off season, uh, skying high over the Jets. The uh, the end of Wacky's game. There it is.
0: Is that the end of the? Is that the end of our pod? Oh no! Bills are playing Green Bay, and Josh yeah. Allen's gonna play, and I think he'll play for two series. And I think that that's okay. I'm just gonna hope that it's okay. I'd rather he didn't play. Um, and my my prediction for this game, guys, is at least. Twenty? No. At least eleven people who play in this game will be cut. Is that not enough? That's how I'm going to pick this game. My prediction is. I mean, on the Bills or just. Yes, on the Bills. Eleven Bills who play in this game will not be on the team by Tuesday.
2: Probably pretty decent chance of that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's. Oh. Yeah, my baby. My baby has some thoughts on that too. She thinks I'm low ball in it and I should sack up and so I'll say fourteen.
1: All right. Um, this is, you know, I, I, I feel bad dissing uh, those players who won't be part of it because really what they've done all their lives is pursue their their NFL dream. And you know, a great man once said, and I'll see if you can guess this great man, to live a dream is a very lonely thing. It is hard to sacrifice and it is not an easy path, but it can be done and when you achieve those dreams, there is no feeling like it, and there is nothing like it. Any, any guesses, guys?
2: Jerry, Got to be Jerry Jones, right?
1: That was a good guess, but no. Someone else has been mentioned on this podcast, um, though.
0: Oh, so not John Wayne Gacy. All right. No. Um, so now he's Cole, been mentioned. Cole Beasley? Is that a Cole Beasley quote?
1: It is a dangerous Danny Davis quote, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, dangerous Danny Davis. Buy so his new book, everyone. Uh, and he, he talks <laughs> about living his dreams all, there. All there. Down the hall. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So use, use when you no. buy his book. Use coupon code MNYBILLS. <laughs> and see, and, it, and if for some reason it doesn't work, yell at him and say it's not it's supposed to work. Right. Uh, and then he might do a heel turn on you. It'll be great. So yeah, a lot of dreams will come to an end. Uh, it's sad in that regard. I want to see Josh Allen play about three series. I want to see him hand the ball off 80% of the time. And just get a few passes into digs just so he can get on the same get, work out some kinks. Uh, and my prediction is 23 players who play in this game um, are going to be be cut because they got where are they at now. They've got to cut 32 total. So I'll like say 23 of the 32 players they've got to cut are uh, playing in this game. And the others are pretty much informed beforehand. Like, look, we're not going to bother.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go. I will be the jerk. And say what, do I get if I say twenty two, does that mean I get I get I get everybody I'm the closest without going over, right?
1: Right. I think I think it's price is yeah. right rules.
2: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, then I will right. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'll do that then. Yeah, twenty two. Um yeah, I've
1: been in the front row since the I've been in
0: the front row since the first showcase and I still haven't figured this out. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> um Did they say that Alan was going to play or did I just, am I? He is.
1: Yeah. He's going to play. They announced today. He'll be playing. I'm, I'm basing this
0: on what Paul told me. I did not see anything independent of Paul.
2: Okay. All right. So we're relying on Paul for this information.
1: I will, I will find my source. So I do not,
2: uh, I'm I'm not super thrilled with this. I mean, I guess I wanted to have a little bit of,
0: uh, I don't don't want him to have any time. They, they did fine last year with nothing. So, you know, if he wants to play, that's fine by me. Yes, we can go and get some food. Okay, sorry guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. mute myself
2: and let you look this up. I I think I think that's most of the mostly the show, right?
1: Right. Uh, McDermott said Josh Allen will start on Saturday.
2: Okay. Well,
1: and that was reported by Sal Capaccio that's and Maddie Glad and Bad Brown Deep and source. everyone else.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, if you'd uh, if you'd like to to let us know what you think, MNY Bills uh, at Twitter. Uh, bbillsmny at gmail yes right and the facebook page i know facebook.com <laughs> forward slash bbillsmny you can get a hold of us we'd be happy to hear from you we're going to probably tweet again some or tweet again pot again sometime after the cuts before week one i mean obviously before week one yeah. um, and we really appreciate you all listening and putting up with some extra noises today thank you so much for listening my name is frank i'm scott i'm paul good night everyone